This is The Jerry Callahan Show. America needs a superhero, Donald Trump has declared. He says he's going to make a major announcement today, this morning. Perhaps we will have it live. We'll have some speculation. Kind of a uh, kind of a strange post from uh, the 45th president and... Uh, no one's quite sure what he's going to say, but uh, he's going to say it soon. And uh, we're here for it. Joe Biden, uh, as the southern border is invaded, as uh, we, the uh, national debt reaches thirty one and a half trillion dollars. Uh, Joe Biden's promising billions and billions and billions for uh, solar panels and railroads and Internet access. Not for you, not for us, not for the United States, for Africa. He's very proud of himself, too. We will have that from uh, from our president. Uh, SBF is going to spend the next two months in a. Pr- We're going to tell you about the prison where the tussle-haired uh, scumbag is going to spend the next two months. I'm just going to predict he's not going to get suicided. He's not going to get Epstein, but he is going to wave extradition to get the hell out of this place. And we will tell you why. Uh, speaking of SBF and his scam, one of his co-conspirators, Tom Brady, is getting sued. By a Patriots fan. Lots of people are mocking that fan, but uh, I'm here to defend him. Sam Brinton, we got the mugshot, and we got former um, uh, intelligence officials asking, how did this weirdo, how did this creep ever get security clearance? Uh, I got an answer to that. The Washington Post, it's kind of an answer to everything. I got a, I got a theory that applies to everything today. The Washington Post is laying some people off because they are bleeding subscribers and the uh, and the woke staffers at the Washington Post just don't understand. How can you lay me off? I'm, I'm good. I'm doing my job. I'm, 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 I'm doing what I'm doing. Uh, they don't seem to understand that people aren't buying their paper, subscribing to their website anymore. We have a cause of death for Grant Wall, the soccer journalist, and it turns out he was not murdered by the Qataris. Uh, but we still wonder what... <laughs> What caused this? What caused his heart to explode? And uh, there's a lot of that going around. We'll tell you about one of those folks who, young, healthy, fit people who died of a heart attack while jogging in Boston. And uh, no one seems to know why. Why? What, what could it be? We will uh, we will speculate irresponsibly, <laughs> as usual. And we have our NFL picks, Ironheads, on to week 15, trying to keep the most amazing sports streak alive We'll see if he can do it today on the Callahan Show, which is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. We love Omaha Steaks. Uh, does, any, does that person, that hard-to-buy person on your list, do they love steak? Does he love steak? Does she love steak, burgers, chicken? Well, this is the solution to all your problems. Everything you need to give a gift that's perfect right here with Omaha Steaks. Send an assortment of mouth-watering favorites, including butcher's cup filet, air-chilled, boneless chicken, ultra-juicy burgers. They will love all of it. Don't wait. Order today. Beat this shipping rush. Go to omahasteaks.com. Use promo code JERRY at checkout. You get 50 cent, 50% off uh, site-wide, plus an additional $40 off your order. Can't beat that. Omaha Steaks is a gift from the heart, a gift that will be remembered with every unforgettable bite. Order with complete confidence today, knowing you're ordering the very best. Visit omahasteaks.com. Take advantage of 50% off site-wide 
uh, when you use cr- promo code Jerry, plus an extra $40 off your order. Hell, if you're thinking of getting me something for Christmas, this is it. I love this stuff. I love Omaha Steaks. A minimum order may be required. And while you're there, while you're sitting there at your computer, getting all your gifts, getting checking off all the, the gifts on your list, might as well pick up some Callahan coffee. Just go to callahancoffee.com. You get the best. Uh, uh, my son was putting together a gift package for somebody. I said, you know what would fit perfect in that? A little Callahan coffee. Pick up a pound, throw it in your gift bag. Can't go wrong. All right, we got so much to get to on this morning here, December 15th. Uh, this is a bizarre, we'll, we'll start with this. I spent a lot of time on it because, you know, Donald Trump is really not uh, in the headlines these days. I don't know what he's doing. Maybe he's just hanging out in Palm Beach playing golf. But I think he's feeling a little itchy, like uh, he's being left out of things. You know, there are polls out now where DeSantis is crushing him in a Republican primary where Biden is beating him in a general election, but DeSantis is beating Biden. So things are looking good for Governor Ron DeSavage. And uh, I think uh, I think uh, the, the orange man is feeling a little left out. So he posts on Truth Social, still hasn't returned to Twitter. Maybe that could be the answer. But here is his post on Truth Social yesterday. Headline, uh, uh, capital letters. America needs a superhero. I will be making a major announcement tomorrow. Thank you. That's it. That gets obviously reposted. I do have the video that went with it, by the way. Oh, we have the, oh, good. Let's check out the video that went with this true social post, which uh, uh, made the rounds and, and, and led to much speculation. Uh, let's watch. America needs a superhero. Doesn't say what time, but he, as we all know, is a morning person. Hell, he's a midday, nighttime person. I'm not sure he sleeps. Uh, He doesn't, he doesn't drink. So he stays up late. Although Joe Biden doesn't drink and he's in bed by eight o'clock. So anyway, (laughs) he drinks an IQL. There was lots of speculation on this. And and it's kind of sad because he's already announced that he's running. You know, if he hadn't already announced his candidacy for the 2020 uh, presidential run, then you'd say, that's it, right? That's a big announcement, but he already did it. So I went on one of these Twitter accounts where they po- reposted the thing and it was a big account and there were like 3000 uh, responses and lots of guesses, lots of speculation, but nothing makes sense to me. Nothing makes, uh, nothing fits perfectly. Um, the most popular one is he's going to announce his running mate and his running mate is going to be Carrie Lake, which lots of people thought she'd be perfect. I think, I think she'll be, she'd be great. She's a fighter. Carrie Lake is in the middle of this lawsuit. They stole the election from her in Arizona. I think we're allowed to say that when you listen to her, she was on with uh, Tucker last night. If you follow her, it's amazing what they did. And it, and it, and everything makes sense when you think about it before the election for Arizona governor, she was out there on the stump every day, giving interviews, press conferences, talking to voters. She was everywhere. Her opponent, Katie Hobbs, the secretary of state who was overseeing the election was nowhere, refused to debate, did a couple of interviews, just was a terrible candidate, just quiet and, 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 and uh, inarticulate and, 
not did, did did not appear, and all the polls said Carrie Lake was going to win. So you kept saying, kept wondering, what the hell is Katie Hobbs doing here? I mean, she's she doesn't seem to be fighting for this uh, for this office. She was just kind of in the background, waiting and not debating and not in, and not showing up. Well, we found out later she was counting on not. Uh, not the campaign. She was counting on election day. Her people voted early as Democrats often do by mail. They ballot harvested. They did all the things Democrats did across the country. And then on election day, the secretary of state who's overseeing election. Well, what do you know? The printers don't work. The voting machines don't work. The lines were three, four, five hours long. 70% of the vote, I believe on election day went for Carrie Lake, but thousands, tens of thousands of people could not vote. They couldn't stay in line for four or five hours. They, they couldn't leave one polling place and go to another because they said, hey, machines don't work. You got to go to that place five miles away. So the thing was designed to make it difficult. That's called voter suppression. On election day, it was really hard for Kerry Lake voters to vote. In the end, the polls were wrong because they didn't take that into consideration what the secretary of state would do. I mean, we showed you the video of her walking up and down the aisles of the polling place, literally overseeing the election as things are breaking down all over the place. How is that not, how is that not rigging an election? Anyway, Carrie Lake is suing as well. She should. And she says she's got a good case and hope she does. She probably won't win because the, this is just a real tough task, but she is really busy right now. And if Trump were to say, this is my running mate, Carrie Lake is not ready to go on a little tour, go on a media tour talking about, you know, winning the White House in two years. She's too busy trying to, to uh, trying to still win the governor's um, governor's office in Arizona. So I don't, I don't think that's it. Could be because Trump's timing is not always great. But there were a million uh, suggestions. Most of them were, you know. Funny, silly, wacky, like uh, lots of people think he was going to announce the McRib is back. <laughs> you you excited about the McRib coming back, Aaron? How'd you look like a McRib kind of guy? I've never been a McRib guy, actually. I, I've never had one. I, I, I mean, I don't go to McDonald's often, but if I go, it's a Big Mac, of course, and fries. But uh, a, lot, a lot of people thought he was going to uh, say, you know what, I'm getting old. I'm not up for the job. I'm going to endorse Ron DeSantis, which would be great. But Ron DeSantis is not an announced candidate. Uh, so I don't think that's happening. Lots of lots of people think here's his one suing Twitter, suing Twitter because we saw and, and we can get to it. But uh, we saw what they did. They said they admitted he violated no rules and they banned him anyway. And I don't think people appreciate the the insanity of that. You're talking about the sitting president. You have a meeting, you have your little Slack meetings, and we've learned that from all the Twitter file dumps. And they say, well, he didn't violate any rules, but let's ban him anyway. And they celebrate. They say, we're making history. They literally, in their little chat, do things like, yay, with exclamation points, because they decided to ban the sitting president, even though he violated no rules. And a, a platform that still welcomes the Ayatollah and uh, various... Uh, 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 dictators and, and anti-Semites and they, 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 they allowed people on their site to talk about, you know, killing all the Jews, but they wouldn't allow Trump on there to talk to, to, to literally uh, say he, he wasn't going to the, one of the, I think his last tweet was he's not, he's not going to go to the inauguration. That's it. 
That's what got him banned. Uh, so maybe it is, that would be a big deal. He's suing Twitter for billions. Um, some people thought he might be the new CNN anchor. They have an opening at night there. It would do, they need, they need help. They need ratings. You know, Don Lemon went to the mornings and, and by the way, I've been watching it in the mornings and it's, I'm hate, not hate watching. It's sympathy watching. It's a pathetic show. He is such a weak host. He's in the middle. He's got two women on the sides and they try to do hard news and they actually try to talk about the Twitter files. So the two women, uh, Poppy Harlow and Caitlin, whatever her name is, is sitting there with uh, their media reporters and they're talking about the Twitter files and they're trying to take it seriously. They're trying to talk about the Trump ban and everything. And Don Lemon just says, you know, I know this sounds awful, but I just don't care. I don't care. It's, it's a private company. He's read uh, nothing. He knows nothing. He's just, he just doesn't care. I, I don't care. Like, guy, Don, you're supposed to be a newsman. This is big, big news. You don't have to see it the same way I do, but you have to take an interest in it. You should not say, I, I, I say that about people in the news business all the time. You, you really shouldn't say, I don't care about a news story, a big news story. You should find a way to care. It's your job. Anyway, that could be a possibility. God knows it would be huge news. Trump to CNN. How about this? They need a, how about the new uh, afternoon host on WEI? So a couple people uh, um, speculating on that. Any theories from you, Ironhead? What's your theory? Yeah, Trump could be hosting Trump at night soon on EEI. That would be nice. Uh, yeah, I mean, he could do it remotely. I mean, who wouldn't watch that? Who wouldn't listen to that? Uh, I do think, though, that the hope that it's that he's not going to go all in uh, on the 2024 campaign, the hope, which is, I, I hope he'd step back, endorse DeSantis, have some role in a DeSantis uh, administration. That's, that's pie in the sky. He's, he's not taking a backseat to anyone. He is uh, motivated by revenge. I don't blame him, particularly when you read what they did to him, the Russia hoax, all the things, the lies, the, the ways they tried to undercut him. Joe Biden was at the forefront of that, uh, he was in on the meetings with Obama and the rest of the uh, the uh, scumbags and in the intelligence community that wanted to undermine the Trump campaign and then the Trump presidency, the whole PP tape hoax and all that. I don't see how he couldn't want to get them back, get the office back, win the presidency back and give them two middle fingers. Yeah. That's just human. I mean, he's he's insane, but he's human. So I think everything, you base everything on the fact that he's running again. Maybe he's going to announce a running mate and it's not Carrie Lake. Maybe it's a Car maybe it's a running mate who doesn't have anything to do right now. I don't know who that would be, but. Uh, it's going to go, it's going to go one of two ways. It's going to be something along the lines of like, oh, I'm deciding I'm not going to do it. If I have the choice, it'll be Ron DeSantis or something. Or yeah. the other hand, it would be McDonald's screwed up his order. So now he's a Burger King guy. <laughs> Uh, it's, there's just nothing that makes sense. Nothing that makes perfect sense. I think you, uh, you could stay on top of it. I will too. I'll see. I mean, if it breaks on Twitter, if it's breaking news, it'll be huge. And, uh, I'm just going to guess that, uh, it's going to be disappoint. Uh, America needs a superhero. What? I mean, uh, it, it, does that mean him? We already know he's running. That doesn't make any sense. America needs a superhero. We know him. We know everything about him. There's not much more to know. We, we know he's running. So 
if you announce I'm your superhero, there has to be more to it. Uh, it doesn't doesn't make any sense, but that's, you know, Trump. And there we got him. So I guess he is the superhero. We have him in that superhero outfit with the beams coming out of his eyes. It's going to be a Trump Tower. He, he posted that at Trump Tower. Good point. So, but he's not in New York, I don't think. Um, but we'll find out any minute now. We're here for it. We'll bring it to you. And... Uh, I'm going to guess it will be underwhelming. Just my guess that I will sit here, you will sit there, and we will say, that's not that big a deal. It's a good chance it's going to be something extremely petty. <laughs> it's a good, good chance it's just him, you know, lighting himself on fire and say, look at me, everyone, because he does feel a little bit left out. Right. And I, I, I in, in many ways, I don't blame him. You look at what's happening to the country, and we can move on because we have so much to get to. And I, there, there's just a... a I know we do this every day, but this, but things are just out of control. Things are just insane in this country right now. And again, I know this is what 81 million people voted for an open border. And we talked about it yesterday, but it's, it's roiling. There is, there is about to be an invasion over the Southern border. Like we've never seen before. And here's the thing I can't get past. Joe Biden's 80 years old. I don't know if you were that 80 years old. He's not going to be around much longer. Joe Biden is an egomaniac. Joe Biden every is, we know that like most politicians, he's a narcissist. It's, it's, he, he, everything is about him. He learned that from the master Obama, the King of eyes. Everything is about I, I, me, me, me with, with Obama. Biden's not much different. His legacy is important to him. His reputation his image. He's pissing that all away by opening the Southern border in the hopes of changing the demographics of the country five, 10, 15, 20, 50 years from now. This is a long-term strategy for Democrats. And I understand if you're one of the, you know, someone in the, again, the back room, then the little cabal, the Susan Rice, the, uh, you know, Barack Obama, I understand. You know, Barack Obama's 61. He thinks he can change the country as he said, fundamentally transform the country in the next 15, 20 years. What does Biden care? What happens 20 years from now? Is he that much of a narcissist that he thinks he's going to live forever? We know he's not. So his, what if this unfolds next week, the way we think it is, they drop title 42, they open the border and as, and as predicted 14,000 people, illegal aliens cross the border each day, overwhelming the border patrol, overwhelming the, the communities along the Southern border in Arizona, in Texas, even Joe Biden's staunchest supporter is going to scratch his head and, and, and wonder what's the goal. What's the end game. You're allowing this and there'll be crime. There'll be fentanyl. There'll be gangs. There'll be MS 13. There's some really bad people who are going to be in those huge caravans. That's undeniable. And because you're, I don't know, a good Democrat that you're going to allow this if you're Joe Biden. If you ever wondered, and again, I, I, I say this every day, this is the 81 million people voted for this. How do they feel? To me, it's insane. It's sickening. It's, it's really infuriating looking at this. We have it on the screen. Thousands and thousands, 7,000 a day. That's going to double next week. That's going to be 14,000. There are many thousands waiting Till Tuesday or Wednesday. What day is it? Wednesday. 
the 21st when they uh, repeal Title 42 and they can't turn anyone back and they all want asylum, which is not true. They don't, they're not looking for asylum. They're looking for uh, a better life. They're looking for everything American has to offer, which is free stuff and, and bus rides wherever they want, plane rides, phones, uh, money, food, you name it. They're, they're here for everything America has to offer. Here's how nuts it is and how, I mean, as if there were any doubt, you know that this is all orchestrated by the Biden administration to change the country, to overrun these border, border communities. They don't care how many people die. Uh, they don't care how many people drown. They don't care how many people OD or get poisoned with the fentanyl. They're willing to accept those losses to change the country forever. But this story, even uh, even by uh, you know today's standards, it just seems so nuts. I don't know. Maybe it's me. Let me get this up. This is from a local affiliate, ABC 10 in Phoenix. The U.S. government sued Arizona Governor Doug Ducey in the state of uh, Arizona Wednesday, that would be yesterday, over the placement of shipping containers as a barrier on the border with Mexico saying it is trespassing on federal lands. Now, it's one thing to, to abdicate your duties as the, as the, the government, 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 government entity that's supposed to control the border. You leave it to the states. The states are overrun. They have crime gangs. They, they, they have you know, ranchers and farmers who are, uh, who, who are at the end of their rope trying to stop this invasion. So the governor says, I got an idea. Let's take all these shipping containers. Let's put them along these trails where they come in. Let's at least slow them down. Empty ship. Why not? They do that. It doesn't stop the, the, the invasion, but it slows, slows them down. It's, it's something. They can't build the wall. They're, they're not allowed to. The wall was stopped as soon as Biden took office because, again, that's his goal to facilitate this this this. <laughs> invasion. I don't know what other word there is for it. Uh, and uh, so this guy's like trying to put the finger in the dike, just trying to stop it, slow it down. These poor people who are overrun, uh, obviously people in DC and New York and Boston, LA, they don't care about Arizonans and, and Texans who are the victims here. They don't care about the people in those communities whose schools are overrun, whose hospitals, emergency rooms, Whose who's, you know, streets, if you look at El Paso, streets just lined with people sleeping on the street. They don't care about them. And that's one thing. But to actually stop them from taking any action. The complaint filed in U.S. District Court comes three weeks before the Republican governor is set, set to step aside for Katie Hobbs, who opposes the construction. This is what you voted for, Arizona. Well, not all of you. Even, not even most of you, but... A lot of you voted for this. Ducey told U.S. officials earlier this week that Arizona is ready to help remove the containers, but he wants the government to say when it will fill any remaining gaps in the border wall. Uh, Sorry, bub, that ain't happening. (laughs) There will be no border wall, and you're not allowed to place containers on these trails where they're coming through. They put 3,000 containers at a cost of $95 million to stop this, and the government is suing them. The federal government, Biden administration, is suing them to stop that. How can anyone defend that? How can anyone say, 
you know, that's wrong. These poor people are overrun trying to stop this. You can't have it. Get rid of the containers. Let them in. Let them all in. Next week, as we mentioned yesterday, next week we're expected 14,000 a day, 5 million a year. The country of Ireland, almost as many people as the state of Massachusetts coming in illegally every year because this is what Joe Biden wants. It's over. Uh, right, I feel, right, what, what, what can you do? What can you do if you're Texas, Arizona, New Mexico, hell, uh, anywhere, any, you know, if you're Michigan, Ohio, Massachusetts, and people are, 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 are dying of fentanyl poisoning every day, and you're saying the first thing we have to do is close the border. Oh, no, can't close the border. Those are potential Democrat voters. They must be let in. Just, it's just maddening. I can't imagine living in one of those communities, living in, you know, uh, Yuma or Avaldi, and every day they're just roaming the streets and, you know, they're illegal. They're not supposed to be here. But your federal government is taking your tax dollars and facilitating this. You, you got to look at the, the money that they're spending in New York City because they have had a busload sent up. And uh, again, I respect that. I agree. I support that with Governor Abbott and Ducey and others, the mayor of El Paso, sending busloads to New York. They're spending billions and billions building shelters and, you know, <laughs> which include playgrounds and, you know, uh, big kitchens and, you know, TV rooms for, for illegal immigrants, all because the Democrats want this and think this serves their purposes in the long run. It must be so maddening, but let, uh, let's get to, let's get to Joe Biden because our president's not sitting by, he's got plans here. He's ready to take action. He wants to spend a lot of money, but you know, that's what he does. He spent 10 trillion already in less than two years. He's driven up inflation caused this uh, recession, but he's not done. He has a plan and you know, uh, Sometimes you got to, you know, invest in your country. He wants to uh, invest in high-speed internet, railways, solar panels. He's got big, big plans to spend your money, uh, your tax money. And he's, uh, he's not shy, man. He's proud of it. He's proud that he's going to make this kind of investment. The only problem is it's not in your country. It is in Africa. And I understand the only thing that excites Joe Biden, aside from, you know, a prepubescent girl who just uh, washed her hair. He loves that. <sighs> loves, loves him a good sniff. Uh, and maybe chocolate chip, chocolate, chocolate chip. He loves that. But he loves nothing more than spending your money. I should say squandering your money. He loves nothing more than just saying, yeah, we're, we're investing in this. Investing, you know, that means pissing away your money. And I understand there are people who support that here in America. They people who, you know, want the, the, the government to spend on everything, on whatever, infrastructure, on internet, on solar panels, on Green New Deal nonsense. There's always somebody, hell, every elected official where we live supports spending money on everything. And except maybe the military or cops, but they love spending money, squandering money, pissing away money. I mean, you're going to see it if this omnibus bill comes to pass in the, in the Senate. You're going to see this, the earmarks and the, the pork. It's just, it's, it's scandalous, but they don't care. It's what they do. That's one thing. But you're doing it in Africa. I want you to watch this video of Joe Biden excitedly telling you about how much of your money 
he's going to piss away in Africa and, and answer, is there, a, this, is there anybody, I don't care who you are, hard left socialist, Bernie supporter, Liz Warren supporter, is there anybody who thinks this is a good idea, who says, I'm glad they took a percentage out of my paycheck this week and spent it on solar panels in South Africa? Is there, I mean, who is he speaking to here? Again, he's, I guess, maybe to the audience of these African leaders who are there or they're joining remotely. I don't know. There's a whole bunch of African heads of state. Maybe they're excited because he's giving them our money. But that's not, last I checked, that's not in the Constitution. That's not your job to serve the leaders of Africa. I don't think the founding fathers intended for this to be the role of the U.S. president, just take billions and billions and billions, money we don't have, and give it to some faraway land so they can stop using uh, coal-fired power plants and install solar panels. I know we play a lot of Biden gaffes and goofy things, but this is going to be one of the most infuriating things I've ever seen. Watch how happy he is to just give away our money. Go ahead. Since the start of my administration, the MCC has announced new investments of nearly $1.2 billion in Africa, working with Congress to invest $350 billion to facilitate more than almost a half a billion dollars in financing to make sure people across Africa can participate in a digital economy. $8 billion in public and private finance to help South Africa replace coal-fired power plants. The U.S. International Development Finance Corporation is investing nearly $370 million in new projects. $100 million to increase the reliable, clean energy for millions of people in sub-Saharan Africa. $20 million to provide financing for fertilizer right. to help smallholder farmers, particularly women farmers, increase the yields of their crops. <laughs> what? $20 million. I don't even care the amount. It could be $20 for a fertilizer to help. trillion, $200 billion. To help women farmers in sub-Saharan Africa. That is not the role of the, <laughs> the executive branch to take your money and give it to South Africa for fertilizer and solar panels. Christ, this is, this is just, maybe it's me, but that does not seem like A, a good idea, or B, like the role, the designated role for the president of the United States to take our money and give it to Africa so they can build railways and solar panels. You know what? It's so far away. Here's a good idea for liberals. Think of this. That's so far away. They're coal-fired power, coal power plants. They're not going to wreck our, our weather. They're going to wreck their own weather. Let them wreck their own weather. Let them cause climate change down there. They won't affect us. How's that? I mean, you don't really think, no one really thinks a coal-fired power plant in South Africa is going to affect the weather here. It's just all made up. We know that. It's all nonsense. It's this cult of, this death cult of climate change. How does anybody think that's a good idea? Taking your money, a little chunk of your money, and giving it to women, not men. Surprised you didn't say black women. Women farmers <laughs> in Africa for fertilizer. Honest to God, you're going to hear next week when this big bill comes out about people paying for bridges to nowhere or building statues or, you know, just pork barrel projects for little pet projects for different senators. All of them make more sense than fertilizer for women farmers in Africa. God help us. 
All right, uh, we got lots to get to. We're going to get to the Patriot fan who's suing Tom Brady, and I, I understand why. Let me just say that. And we got the two Sams back in the news. SPF is laying down with maggots and rats in his prison. Uh, this is my favorite, my most heartwarming story of the day. SPF's conditions in a Bahamian prison. Sam Britton, we have the latest from uh, the luggage thief, and we have people, concerned people, in the government who wonder how did this guy ever get hired? We'll tell you. And we have the cause of death for Grant Wall, soccer journalist. Uh, but uh, we're going to do our NFL picks with Montante because he's impatient. He wants to get on here. And uh, what a relief. <laughs> Chaos here, Jerry. I appreciate you. You started doing your little lineup and I was like, oh, my God, he's just he's just going <laughs> to ignore the mayday signal and just power through. You're uh you're, you're, I don't know what you got to do. You got to, you got to work. Yeah. Some of us got to get out there, you know, or you got to gamble, gamble, make deals happen. Work you got to gamble. Well, we got to work. We got to work to gamble. We got to work to do. So we got to make we deals happen. To 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 lose. Good point. Good point. <laughs> That's why Ironhead works. Balance. It's, it's a tough uh, balance. But, uh, I am curious. How much money do you put each week on NFL games? So Sunday obviously is the last week, um, last day of the week. So it depends how Monday through Friday goes. Oh. But on average, I would say the average game I'm doing between seventy five and one fifty. Yeah, and Ironhead puts like five bucks down, so he's that's probably the way to do it. He's smart. So I've been doing parlays. He hasn't had a winning record yet this year. We are on to week fifteen, the most remarkable streak in sports history. And we're going to see if we can keep it up. We pick four games, uh, all four of us. We start with the Thursday night game each week. San Francisco at Seattle. Uh, these two are coming up. These are two teams heading in different directions. Seattle lost to Carolina, which was embarrassing. Carolina's not even trying to win games. And San Francisco absolutely disemboweled Tom Brady and the Bucks. That was uncomfortable. That was Brady's... Second time in his career, he trailed by 35 points. Second time in his entire career. And by the way, he's never lost eight games in his 24-year career. Never lost eight games. This could be his eighth loss. This will be his eighth. I mean, we'll get to we'll get we'll to get him. That. Spoiler alert, Jerry. <laughs> we even have, yes, we'll get to him. I'm sorry. We'll get to him. We got him on the list. But SF is favored by three at Seattle. I'm going with SF. How about you, Montante? I'm gonna let Craig go second here because oh, I don't, I don't, I don't want this little rat to come back around and uh, change his pick. I, I don't like this game at all. Um, uh, that, who's uh, who's playing important. quarterback for the 49ers this week? Because Brock Purdy's uh, probable. Brock Purdy. Uh, he sure does have a Purdy mouth. So I'm gonna go with San Francisco. Oh, damn it. Good minus three. So this is the definition of a rat line. Right I know. Now. If you had a list, of, if you had a list of the teams that you think are going to the Super Bowl. Uh, Sam and Fran's probably number two come out of the NFC. They're world beaters right now. I mean, minus three, that is such a great number if you like San Francisco. I see the cheese bouncing in the trap, and I'm not going to put my hand in there and get caught. And I got stats to back up this rat line. The 49ers are 3-9 and nine against the spread their last 12 Thursday games. The Seahawks are 4-1 and one against the spread this year versus teams with winning records. And then the 49ers are 2-8-1 and one against the spread the last 11 meetings in Seattle. I'm not taking the cheese. You guys are. Give me Seattle plus three. Got it. You got it. New England is our next game at Las Vegas. Uh, Las Vegas is favored by one. Do I have that correct? Correct. 
There's another one where I get the recent image. I don't know how your philosophy on that, Montante, but the recent image is always in my mind. Las Vegas losing to the Rams, who suck. That was embarrassing. Uh, we also have Bill Belichick versus Josh McDaniels. That would be, I'm going to break it down for you guys. That would be a really good coach versus a lousy coach. So, I mean, I can't help it. I look at this and I say, Belichick's not going to lose to Josh McDaniels, even though they were underwhelming uh, against uh, Arizona the other night. I'm still uh, going with the Patriots. Craig, yeah, I, I go, agree we'll here. We'll go to Ironhead. Let's oh, let him so, I guess I'll let, the, I'll let the cat out of the bag here. So let me just get this out of the way. We'll, we'll, hopefully Craig uh, goes against us here, Jerry. I'm with you. Um, I'm with you. It's an interesting line. I feel like the Pats fans, there's a lot of you guys actually from New England. You guys spread your wings. A lot of people retired in Las Vegas. Plus, there's a lot of you know bandwagon people out there. We're spoiled little kids and didn't root for a team like the Jets. They just picked a good team like the Pats. So there'll be a lot of Pats fans in Vegas. I mean, that's probably an experience. So I think the crowd's going to be probably split. Uh, Vegas is number 24 against the run. I know Stevenson and Harris are both banged up. That kid Pierre Strong is a monster. So as long as you guys control the clock, win an ugly game, and win the turnover battle, I think all, all signs here point to uh, the Pats plus one. Damn, I should have said that turnover battle. That's important. Go ahead, Ironhead. <laughs> I'm also going with the Patriots because they oh, need they need it. they need to. Hey, we all won on the Patriots last week, so that 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 juju's fine. But they need to win out the rest of the season, and Bill Belichick's going to want to stick uh, Josh McDaniel six feet under in this game just for that's fun. That's true. So. That's true. This is a desperation game. Both teams are desperate. They lose. They're probably out. Cincinnati at Tampa Bay, Cincinnati favored by three and a half. I love the Bengals in this game. Think of what we've seen from the Bucs. They lucked that two, two games ago. That was an amazing comeback from Brady on whatever it was, Monday night. It was just incredible. He got lucky, won that game in the last three seconds. And then the other day, just getting destroyed by San Francisco. There's something wrong in Tampa Bay and Cincinnati. I love, I love watching the Bengals. I like watching... Joe Burrow do his thing. I think I'm going to pick him, pick him to go to the Super Bowl again. Although I already picked Buffalo, but Buffalo and Cincinnati are going to make meet in the AFC title game. I'm going with, this is the first Joe Burrow versus Tom Brady, Tom Brady game. They've yet to play each other. Could be the last. <laughs> could be could, last. Yeah, we'll be, I agree. It will be the last. Uh, Montante, would this be what you'd consider a rat line? Yeah. No. I, the public the public perception on Tom Brady is still he's the best ever to do it. So you're gonna have people betting him blindly every week. Because I feel like that's not enough points for uh, Cincy to be given up. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, uh, Tom Brady from oh, maybe maybe the last time maybe the last time in my life. Three that's, weeks ago, I, I would say an expletive here because I'm not pleased with you doing that. But I, I'm a, a new man. Um, <laughs> I think Father Time has been beating the crap out of Tom Brady, which we're not used to seeing. I've been waiting on this for a decade plus. Uh, I know Tom Brady well enough to know he's going to punch back at father time. So give me three and a half. I think they cover. I'm not sure how they do if you watch them recently, but I think he gets it done. Three and a half is too much at home. I'll take the, I'll take the bucks plus three and a half. I, I like Ironhead's uh, analysis. This is uh, three and a half is not enough. I'll take Tampa. <laughs> I meant to say too much. What? what? I meant to Check the record. Do you have any questions? <laughs> All right. Lastly, New York Giants at Washington. I hate watch. I hate watching Giants Redskins games. I've watched a thousand in my life. I don't want to. Not a, speaking of like, curse words, Jer, uh, Craig. Can you put a, a note in that one? Yeah, sure. I missed one. Washington's minus four and a half. <laughs> These two teams tied two weeks ago. The Commanders are coming off Thank a bye, and the Giants are coming off a whooping at the hands of Philadelphia. I'm going with the Commanders 
even though I hate uh, Ron Rivera. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead, Matante. We're going against each other a lot this week, Jer. We'll see how that plays out. Um, this is the most important game of Daniel Jones' career. I kind of like Daniel Jones. I might be the only person. Um, it's a divisional rivalry. Anytime you have a game that means means a lot to both teams, four and a half is too much points. So if this game was four and a half the other way, I'm just taking the points here. Give me four and a half Giants. See, I want to I want to take the Giants because that's what I was going to, but I feel like you're going to get mad at me if I go with uh, yes. Daniel Jones. I'm going to get mad if you take the command and take the Giants. <laughs> so, so who's going to offer me the most money to take which team right now? <laughs> uh, Just go with your I, gut. I hope it's uh... with my gut. I'm going to go with the Giants. That is. <laughs> Good. The commanders stink, dude, and the Giants can be awesome if they if they're clicking. So. Oh God, I'm uh, I'm in for a rough week. Yeah, so I really got to go make some money because I'm gonna lose a lot. This right. <laughs> you have to go make some money, Montante. Someone has to pay for the fertilizer for women uh, farmers in South Africa. That's your job today. That's <laughs> I, I want you to know a chunk of your paycheck is going to women farmers in South Africa, according to- Better uh, than a veteran's transitioning surgery. So I guess, <laughs> hey, it is what it is. What are you going to do? But thank you, fellas. I'll see you next week. Right, see you, Montante. Those are our NFL picks. Uh, if you're not paying attention, Ironhead has a streak defying all the odds. He has not had a winning record in 15, in 14 weeks. This is week 15. Until today. That does not even seem possible. Yeah, it doesn't. Uh, hopefully- uh, the bright light. You get off the schneid since you picked on you know, whatever. It's three same teams I did. But uh, I, we got much, much more to get to. Speaking of Tom Brady, he's getting sued. We will tell you about that. But uh, first, let me do Shay. This is uh, for you homeowners and home builders out there. Did you know that Shake Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps? Of course you did. I've been telling you about this. This is the best thing. I think it might be the best thing they do is their precast concrete steps. Whether you're building a new home or you need to replace an old staircase in an old home. Shea has great values with designs for any home. Available in concrete, or you can customize the steps with beautiful stone, granite, or brick. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front front entrance of your home. In most cases, they can remove the old stairs and have you walking up your new front steps within hours. Just like that, you call Shea, they come over, they take the old steps away, which, by the way, they're really heavy. That is a pain in the ass. They take the old steps away. They put the new steps. You can sit in the window with the AC cranking and watch it all happen. And when they're done, your house looks better and it's worth more. This isn't an expense. This is an investment in your home. Check it out. You can learn more about Shea's precast concrete steps at SheaConcrete.com. And by the way, you can also look for a job there. You can go to Shea Concrete or get on SheaConcrete.com. They're always hiring. It's a great company, a great place to work. Maybe it's time for you to upgrade your profession and go work for Shea. Check that out as well at SheaConcrete.com. Uh, all right, this guy got mocked by uh, lots of Patriots fans online yesterday. His name is Michael Liveratos, Liveratos, a 56-year-old legal clerk from Connecticut. He idolized Tom Brady, and he invested in FTX because, you know, Tom gave them his blessing Tom did a commercial or a video with the tussle-haired scumbag and gave, here's what all the celebrities did, in my opinion, Kevin O'Leary and Steph Curry and David Ortiz and Bill Clinton and Tony Blair and everybody else who was uh, fluffing up the tussle-haired scumbag's uh, image. They gave him a veil of credibility, a veil of respectability. And because of that, people invested. Now, is that, Actionable, I don't know, but I don't blame Michael Liviertos. 
And I know he's not the first to sue Brady and he's not going to be the last, but uh, he, he moved, he moved $30,000 into crypto, into S uh, into FTX founded by Sam Brankman freed quote, as a Patriots fan, my entire life, you can imagine the influence Tom Brady would have. Libriatos told the Washington Post he hired a Florida-based attorney who filed the lawsuit in Miami uh, against Tom Brady and Shark Tank co-host Mr. Wonderful Kevin O'Leary. By the way, Kevin O'Leary is still touting SPF, saying he's a good guy. He doesn't have a mean bone in his body. We know Kevin O'Leary got $15 million. We know... We mentioned yesterday Taylor Swift was offered $100 million to join in the scheme with SPF. Tom Brady took the money. Mm. We may find out how much. I'm going to guess had to be, what, $30, $40, $50 million. And maybe if I were in that position, I would do it too. But there are two things that worked in SPF's favor. One is the celebrities, the politicians, the media people who fluffed him up. And the other is the vagueness, the ambiguity of crypto. And people were a little confused. They said, I want to get into that crypto, but I don't really understand it. Oh, look, Tom Brady, Kevin O'Leary, Steph Curry, they're state like him. They support him. Maybe it's worth a shot. And so this guy took his life savings, invested in FTX and his, uh, and has lost it all. Maybe get some back. Maybe he won't, but uh, he is suing and he's not the only one. It just, it's just greed though. Brady's got a billion dollars. Look at that picture we have up on the screen. Do you think the guy on my right could have pulled it off? Could have gotten people to trust him, to believe in him without the help of the guy on the left? That's my question. I don't, I don't think so. I don't think he could have done it without them, which is the bottom line here. It, it, he's a creep. He looks like a creep. He sounds like a creep. He's, he, he acts like a creep. I couldn't imagine giving him $5 if it weren't for the help he got from all of the above. The celebrities, Brady, O'Leary, uh, the media, the New York Times, Fortune. Put him on the cover. Forbes. Um, the, and, and the politicians, the Democrats, he gave billions to. He gave $5.2 billion to Joe Biden. Are you going to give that back, Joe Biden? Because that money was stolen. How do you not give it back? I'd love to know. And Maxine Waters and all the rest of the Democrats who protected him. He could not have pulled off this scheme. There he is sitting with Giselle. You're going to give money? You're going to give your hard-earned money to that slob without the help of the woman? Next to him? I don't think so. It's so funny that they're the same species. Look at them. <laughs> yeah, I, know, I don't know. And right. He's like, he bought their, their, their support, their love, their friendship. He bought them. And they, did they look into it? Did they have questions about the uh, legitimacy of the investment? I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe they just took the money. And this scumbag, Kevin O'Leary saying, oh, he's still a great guy. Oh, he just, he, he meant well. Yeah, as you cash $15 million and everyone else loses their life savings, I hope they get that guy. I hope they get a big chunk out of, chunk out of Kevin O'Leary. But uh, let, uh, we'll give you an update on SBF. That's, that's uh, the latest on SBF's co-conspirators. They're all getting sued. Um, SBF, let me get the story about the prison because this, this made me laugh, I, I, I have to say. Uh, I... 
I like this story. SPF is in a Bahamian prison. He's in till um, February 8th. Unless he waves extradition and comes back to the States. He did not do that. He wants to stay in Bahamas. He thinks he wants to stay in the Bahamas. He's not in a $60 million penthouse anymore. Here it is from the New York Post. Fallen crypto billionaire Sam Bankman-Fried is being held in a Bahamian jail known to be overrun with rats and maggots. So bad that a warden called it not fit for humanity. <laughs> the accused fraudster, who was once worth $32 billion, is being held in the island's only correctional facility, Fox Hill Prison, until uh, February 8th because he failed to get bail. Uh, the jail was the focus of a damning report by the U.S. Department of State into human rights violations, including violence and abuse by the staff. Man, you ain't in club fed there. Uh, chubby quote inmates removed human waste by the bucket <laughs> uh, noted that the jail where often six inmates are crammed into tiny cells that are six by 10 feet man if this is legit he's gonna wave he's gonna wave uh, extradition by dinner time tonight uh, quote some inmates develop bed sores from lying on the bare ground <laughs> Uh, they also complained of overcrowding, poor nutri nutrition, in in inadequate sanitation, and inadequate medical care. The cells were infested with rats, maggots, and insects, said the State Department. You know, this sounds cruel and unusual, but I'm okay with it for this guy. I'm okay with it for Brady's buddy and, uh, and, and Kevin O'Leary's buddy. Quote, the dogs don't deserve to live in a state that maximum security is in. The officer, uh, a, a prison guard, told uh, the Nassau Guardian newspaper, he said he saw rodents full hand, uh, firsthand on a 2019 tour. Rats run up and down all day, every day. <laughs> Good. That's where this guy, speaking of rats, confirmed case, there's a photo of uh, the mousy girlfriend, Caroline Ellison, at a coffee shop right around the corner from the uh, Southern District of New York's offices, the DA's offices. She's the, speaking of rats, she, she looks like one. She is one, we think. Oh, yeah. She's she's flipped on her old boyfriend. That ain't good for SBF. All right, we got to move here. Let's get to the other Sam. Update on Sam Brinton. We got his mugshot. Uh, Sam Brinton is the luggage thief. I don't think he's in as much trouble as Sam Bankman-Fried. He's not in a uh, Bahamian prison. Uh, but <laughs> look at that. He looks so different without lipstick, without his lipstick and uh, his pretty frilly dresses. But as we know, he stole a woman's luggage gonna, in Minneapolis. I was going to say, they, they were never his dresses, apparently. That's true. He's not wearing <laughs> someone else's dresses. I guess that explains why he was such a gaudy dresser. The people he stole from, they did it. They bought the dresses. Anyway, this creep is, uh, he's not going to go to prison. He should. He stole thousands of dollars worth of uh, uh, women's garments, makeup. But check out this story from... Um, Look at him. I know everyone compares him to Matt Damon. I don't know. He's got the, he, he's, he, I mean, look at that person. He interviewed and was hired for a high ranking position in the energy department, which include a, you know, uh, high ranking security clearances. 
Check out this story from um, the Daily Caller. He's got, former, he's got evil villain head too, by the way. Look at this. Yeah, he is. I mean, maybe he maybe he's going to prison. Maybe well, <laughs> you know what? It's not just two. It wasn't just two suitcases. You know, there are many, many more. You know, this is a pattern. You know, this sure. is what he does. Is is here's the problem when you hire someone like Sam Britton, the first gender fluid. A member of whatever high ranking energy department official is you're indulging his fetishes. His fetishes were creeping people out, dressing wet, weird women, women's clothes, makeup. And as he said, he liked the sound of his heels on the marble floors of the Capitol. He liked to make people uncomfortable. That was his thing. And part of living out, as we know, he liked to walk his boyfriends on leashes and taught seminars and kink and spanking. Those are signs that this guy's unstable. This is, those are signs that this guy is, is dangerous. And yep. they ignored those signs because the, the, the Biden administration above all else is about celebrating diversity, not yeah. real diversity, not diversity of thought, just diversity of, I don't know, expression. Yeah. He likes, he likes two sounds, his heels on a marble floor and someone else's rolly bags wheels going over the grout of tile yeah, as mean, he runs out video. of the airport. They have one video. They describe the whole thing, ripping the luggage tag off and hiding it. He would, he picked the bag up and he looked around to see if anyone was uh, going to catch him taking the wrong bag, put it back down. Then he lifted it up again. Then he took the luggage tag off and he snuck out. They got it all on video. He's done. But check out this story. Former officials in multiple presidential administrations are questioning how disgraced gender fluid Biden energy department official Sam Britton received a high level security clearance. An outspoken LGBTQ activist who goes by they them pronouns. Britton was appointed February and was the first gender fluid person to hold a federal leadership role. However, he was fired for stealing luggage faces a felony charge for alleged theft in Minneapolis while Vegas Authorities have issued a grand larceny charge. Uh, inconsistencies in Britain's origin story were highlighted in the news site LGBTQ Nation, pointing to a lack of transparency in differing accounts given by Britain since he first rose to prominence. Um, the, the, he's He's got issues. You know why? Because he was tortured, he said, as a kid. Britain's, uh, in the New York Times op-ed, Britain disclosed a traumatic upbringing, uh, which would have been caught by prior administration's research team, Brent rendering unfit for office, a former uh, official explained. In the piece, Britain claimed to have been tortured in gay conversion therapy clinics for over two years, which including having electricity and ice and heat applied to the body to associate image of gay men with pain. <laughs> uh, his status as a non-presidential appointee indicates the security clearance was conducted by the Energy Department. Concerns about discrimination against the individual would only be discovered if they were previously published or came up in references to calls or on social media. Uh, there are people who said he does not appear like a guy who could possibly uh, the rigorous process for obtaining a security clearance requires disclosing information going at back 10 years. If they knew these things, according to these officials, he never would have got security clearance. He wrote about it in the New York Times. He showed it every day. How do they think, how do they think this helps anything? You know, 
the next gender fluid person looking for a job in the administration is going to be looked at a little differently. They're going to say, we got to be careful. That last guy was dangerous. That last guy was a problem. He was a thief and a lunatic, but nothing matters to the uh, Biden administration or the wokesters who are everywhere in the federal government. Now Uh, they're all, all they can, but is diversity advancing these various agendas. And if they hire a, a lunatic like this, so be it. But all right, before we wrap it up, the Grant Wall, the soccer writer who died in Qatar, died of an a- aortic aneurysm, according to his doctor wife. She uh, she said there was no foul play. His brother's brother made that video saying he was killed. Not true. He jumped the gun. He wasn't killed. He may have been killed by something else that caused the aortic aneurysm, but it wasn't uh, Qatari's. And uh, sad time for the New York, uh, Washington Post. They're, uh, they lost 500,000 subscribers, and now they're going to have mass layoffs, and they're not happy about it. But uh, maybe we'll talk about this tomorrow. I have some questions about all these young people. Grant Wall wasn't that young. He was 49, but dying of heart, heart problems, heart issues, just dying suddenly. We don't get a lot of answers, but they're dying. A, a 25-year-old former college football player jogging in Boston the other day, collapsed, fit, healthy, no questions, no, no concerns, collapsed, died of a heart attack. Guy from Pittsfield. How does that happen? Why is that happening? I'm going to, I'm going to keep trying to, you know, read up because I want some answers. Maybe we'll talk about that tomorrow, but we'll leave it there for today. (sighs) You know what? Remind me tomorrow. Hell, we can't do it tomorrow. Tomorrow's Friday. Big announcement. Let's just do it, Ironhead. The Callahan Show is joining the Newsmax team, the Newsmax family. We're going to be on Newsmax. They're going to put us on all their platforms. They're going to promote us. They're going to sell for us, which is important. Something new. We're going to be, we're going to be, I'm going to be on Newsmax regularly. They're going to be helping out, hopefully, uh, you know, helping Ironhead out with production and hoping uh, our helping our marketing manager grant out with sales. That's really important. But uh, I think they're ready to change our logo too, which, Hey, it's their call, but we have signed on with Newsmax. That is good news. Trust me. It's tough to do this thing alone or which with Ironhead, which is sort of alone, but not, (laughs) not anymore. Not anymore. We got the, the, the power of Newsmax behind us and we're pretty damn excited about it. So, Thanks to everyone who made that possible for hanging in there as we powered on by ourselves. We are not by ourselves anymore. We are with Newsmax. And that's a that's an exciting thing, man, I have to say. Very exciting. And they're actually awesome guys to work with so far. Yes, they are. They are. I got a big Thank meeting you. today. I've had lots of big meetings and everybody seems great. So far, so good. That wasn't the case with podcast one. Trust me on that, but seems like the case. This is a good deal. This is a good thing for all of us and we're excited. But anyway, thanks to everyone for supporting us. Thanks to everyone for supporting Omaha Steaks and my pillow and Jake Concrete and Callahan Coffee. God bless you all. God bless us all. Thanks, Ironhead. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Show and you can join us tomorrow only on Locals, callahan.locals.com. Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind?
Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify.